We are Americans, male and female, from many races and cultures from all over the world. One thing above all else is we are patriots who protect our nation and defend, when necessary, our Constitution from attacks both foreign and domestic. Today, as American patriots, we must take back our country from those who want to destroy it and us. We must start by taking back our children and their education. Parents, not union, should be in charge of our children's education. We must be sure that they are taught about the greatness of America and its people. Our children should not be indoctrinated with the belief that parents are racist and are evil and trying to destroy the world. As patriots, we must take back our country from foreign nations who want to destroy us and our way of life. Yes, as patriots, we want America to be first. We want an open and fair trade policy, energy independence, safe cities, and secure borders where we can grow and prosper as a nation of free people. Become an American patriot. Help take back America by voting Republican. Welcome to Black and White, a conversation with Dan Perkins. It's time to bring all of us together to talk about the issues that concern us. It's time to hear from people who want to deal with only the facts. And it's time for you, as Americans, to re-engage in your right of freedom of speech. It's time for you to join me in the conversation on Blacks and Whites. If you're enjoying this show, I invite you to go to blacksandwhites.us to look at the show menu of other people who are joining our network to express their opinions in a free and open way. Come join us. Why do Democrats hate Americans so much? When Hillary was running for president, she said half of Donald Trump's supporters were, quote, a basket of deplorables. Recently, Joe Biden, at a speech in Philadelphia, told America that half of us are semi-fascist terrorists. Under the First Amendment of the Constitution, we have the right to express our opinions. And if we disagree with the left, they don't have the right to take away our freedom of speech. Clearly, the statement by Hillary and Biden are designed to silence the conservatives in America. Many Americans find it easier to go along with the left and give up their right to disagree. What would America look like today if our founding fathers would have given in to the king and not fought for their freedom? Today we must fight to take America back. Join the new generation of patriots who believe in the Constitution. Join the new revolution in America. Fire your if you're enjoying this show, I invite you to go to blacksandwhites.us to look at the show menu of other people who are joining our network to express their opinions in a free and open way. Come join us. Welcome back. And we have a very special guest from the other coast, as we like to say in Florida. We're on the, I'm on the southwest coast, and, and uh, Christina's on the east coast. And uh, beautiful background. So. Christina Bob is joining us. She's a, a, an attorney that worked with the Trump campaign, and she has a book which she's going to show us right now, the cover, Stealing Your Vote. I can't read the subtitle. What's the subtitle? Yes, it says, uh, The Inside Story of the 2020 Election and What It Means for 2024. So what is your role as the attorney involved with the, camp, the former yeah. campaign? Uh, I'm actually on the 2024 campaign, and I'm focused on election integrity, making sure that the election is secure so that Donald Trump actually has a fair shot at winning this time around, and then I work on grassroots coordination, so I do a little bit of both. So I've been around a lot longer than you have, and I've been through a lot of campaigns, and I, I've never seen uh, what appears to me to be a strategy 
uh, and they're even talking about it for the 2024 campaign if Joe Biden runs, mm -hmm. is that he's not going to campaign. They're basically, <laughs> they're basically going to keep him in his basement or limit yeah. his exposure and try and manipulate the voter turnout and the votes. Um, yeah, okay. that's right. They okay. don't care about voters. They care about ballots. And if you don't care about voters, there's no, no reason to campaign. All they but, care about is making sure they get more access to ballots. So when did that change? Um, I, I think it changed a few cycles ago. I don't think it was new to 2020. I don't believe 2020 was the first time they manipulated an election. I think it was the biggest time. I think, of course, <laughs> Donald Trump losing to Joe Biden is quite a mammoth task. And it, it's what outed them as the cheats that they are. But I think it's probably been around for a little while. So when, when you, when you think, when I think about what they did, uh, obviously they wanted to win. That's one of the reasons why right. they did it. But maybe it's the wrong way to say this, Christina, but there had to be a lot of collusion with a lot of people. Yeah, it, it, it was a very complex, coordinated effort. And a lot of times when I'm talking to people about it and they say, oh, they've got the mail-in ballots, they've got the voting centers, they've got the ballot trafficking, they've got the print uh, on-demand printers, they've got, you know, all of the, people go on and on and on about the number of ways that there was manipulation. And yes, that's true. I think to some extent, it's also, um, a weakness of theirs because it's so complex they have to succeed in all of these areas otherwise they're not gonna be able to beat Donald Trump I mean nobody can nobody can legitimately beat Donald Trump in a fair fight Donald Trump crushes the competition so they have to have this really elaborate system of cheating and what that does is it makes their system more vulnerable because it means there's more places and all we have to do is be a little bit more successful in a few places and they're rigged apparatus isn't going to work anymore so but but the implications are if if i heard you correctly the democrats are more interested in ballots than they are people yeah if they lose because they couldn't manipulate the balance enough what's their next step i mean if they've if they've abandoned the voters yeah. and are more concerned about the piece of paper and they lost because their mechanism didn't work, are they a viable party? That's a great question. I'm so encouraged that you asked it because I have said it a few a few times, and uh, I don't know that people really have grasped that. So I think it's a very astute question. I honestly don't know if the Democrat Party will survive this. I mean, maybe, but what do you do if we actually clean up the corruption and we have fair elections again? Is anybody ever going to vote for a Democrat again? I mean, even people who aren't necessarily Republicans, you know, if a liberal group starts a free and fair party that happens to be a liberal, I, I don't know. I don't know if the Democrat party will survive. You know, I, I think it's, you know, it's an all or nothing situation right now, I think. Uh, it's all of our freedoms or none of our freedoms. You know, are, do we still have the right to elect our own leaders? Or is there a selection going on by a political class? I mean, it, it sounds very extreme, but that's the reality that we're facing. So I'm gonna ask you a question. I, I, I'm giving you a heads up that I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. And uh -oh. if, you can't, if you can't answer it, that's okay. Okay. Um, 
I don't think that Joe Biden has the intellect and the stamina to be the person in charge of this whole manipulation of the ballot. Agreed. So who did? Who, the actual people pulling the strings? I don't know. I mean, I think there were a number of people in a number of different areas. And quite honestly, I think there probably were some people that didn't realize they were doing anything wrong. You know, a lot of volunteers that don't realize they're taking illegal ballots or um, illegally cast ballots, I should say, from one place and inserting it. They don't necessarily know they're doing anything, right? So I don't think it's one person who's they like, you know, wearing black and black gloves saying, I'm going to go cheat. Um, maybe there are some of those. I think more likely than not, it's the leaders manipulating the people who are doing the work as well. Um, you know, there, there may be some, there's some accusations around the country of different people who did what I'm doing, and that might be true. Uh, but I think, I, I do think it's the leaders, the leaders of the Democrat Party, the leaders of portions of the Republican Party, and not necessarily the RNC, but I've worked with uh, Republican leaders around the country in state and local areas, and there are some, and I give a lot of details in the book, uh, that I, you know are very questionable. Their own races were very questionable to me. So th the way I like to summarize stealing your vote is Democrats cheated and Republicans covered it up. This is not a Democrat versus Republican issue. It is an American people issue versus this political swamp that's been created. When uh, FDR died and Harry Truman took over, there was a sign that was put on his desk. He had put on his desk that the buck stops here. He was the one ultimately responsible. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm coming back to the question again. I, I got to believe that there is a singular person. Oh, really? Okay. Who, who was the focal point that launched all these ships to do all these different things. Interesting, who, who do you think it is? You really wanna know? Well, I, you raised the question. <laughs> I, I think it's curious, yeah. I think it's the former president, Mr. Obama. Oh, okay, I have heard that accusation before. Yeah, maybe. And, 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 the, and the new chief of staff in the White House, there's more and more people who have relationships uh, under the Biden administration that came from the Trump administration or from the uh, Obama administration. And uh, I, I just happened to believe that he has a, he has a, still has a tremendous amount of influence. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I think the Democrats are really in, in conflict about whether they want Joe to run in 2024. Um, and, yeah. and, it, and, but, who do they have to run um, the vice president? It can't, I'm mean, not saying can't, shouldn't she's probably not run. No, she's, she's not viable, viable and she wouldn't run in the primaries to contest against the sitting president. So right. who's out there that's going to come out uh, out of the woodwork? I, I, I don't know. But taking that same question and turning it around in, in, in the leadership area, um, there are people that I... I've interviewed and they were talking about the 2024 election as it relates to, to former President Trump is that, that his base in the Republican Party is somewhere between 45 and 55 percent of the Republican President Trump, his support in the Republican Party okay. is somewhere between 45 and 55. You, you don't agree with that? No, I think it's much higher than that. I think it's substantially higher than that. Okay, so what do you think it is? 
Well, I don't have polling in front of me, so I don't, you know, I, uh, I, what I can tell you is I was at the Michigan GOP convention last weekend, and there were, I don't want to say six or seven candidates that were running for Michigan GOP chair. And about five of the six were running on a, I'm a Trump, you know, Trump Republican, uh, very MAGA, very patriotic. And of the candidates, I would say probably north of 90% of the delegates voted for a, a Trump MAGA America first candidate for GOP chair. Now there were so many uh, candidates that it got broken up and we had to go through three rounds of voting. But if you just look at who the actual candidates were that people were voting for, they were Trump Republicans. So uh, that's one example in Michigan that I saw where I think I think people support Donald Trump. Right, and I, and I understand what you're saying. Uh, there are people who say, and I, I'm tending to agree with him, with them, that Mr. Trump has something north of 50%. Yes. Anytime uh, if, uh, Nikki Haley's in and other people could be in, they're going to be fighting for the remainder. Right. But the remainder, every time you bring in another candidate, you split the possible remainder yep. because that's where they're going to have to, they're going to have to shop in the remainder. The that's right. is going to go with Donald Trump. Yep. So it, it, it looks to me as if it doesn't make sense for a lot of Republican candidates to try and win or get in because the, the, I don't see a possibility barring any unforeseen circumstances. I don't see any uh, anybody who has a chance to take over the lead that Donald yeah. Trump has. I think you're exactly right. I don't think it makes sense for anybody to run. Uh, I'm not sure what Nikki Haley is doing. Maybe she's trying to stay relevant, thinking that it will matter in 2028. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I don't think anybody can come close to giving Donald Trump a run for his money. I think he's going to steamroll everybody, and I, I believe he'll be the next president of the United States. But at least as far as the Republican Party goes, I just don't. I don't see any competition there. So if if Joe Biden is going to hide in the basement, and Donald Trump is the Republican nominee, is he ever going to get a chance to go after Joe Biden, one on one? You mean like in the election, like in the race? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I, I think so. If Joe Biden makes it that long, I mean, his health isn't looking so great. I don't, I'm not sure, you know, right now it looks like Joe Biden's going to be the candidate, but we'll see if he actually makes it to 2024. Uh, but yeah, I, I fully expect Donald Trump to go head to head with Joe Biden or whoever his replacement is, uh, in the general election for sure. And then it's up to us, the American people to secure the election. I mean, you know, as we talked about, it's coming from the top down as far as the corruption goes and we can't wait and hope that our leaders will actually do the right thing. They've proven to us that they're not. So we have to do that ourselves, cleaning up our own precincts, cleaning up our own counties, making sure that we secure the areas that we can control. And if we do that, I, I would expect the election to be secure. So it's time to hold up the book because we got to take a break. <laughs> Stealing your vote. Great title. We'll be right That's back great. with with uh, with her just a, just a few moments we'll be right back inflation for most people is causing them to use their credit cards to try and make up for income shortfalls how big is this problem in the second quarter of 2022 americans added 46 billion dollars to their credit card balances some of that could be you the federal reserve consumer credit report showed that the rate of interest on credit cards went from 14.56 to 16.65 percent those americans struggling with credit card debt saw their delinquency rates escalate from 1.6 
1.66% to 1.81%. The Cambridge Debt Consolidation Program may be able to help you reduce the interest rates by two-thirds and cut your time to pay off the debt from 30 years to as little as five years. If you're struggling and you want professional and objective help getting your credit house in order, then call 1-855-435-2066 or go to the website cambridgeyescredit.org forward slash bw hyphen podcast and get your house in order. Welcome back. And we're having a fascinating conversation with a fellow Florida resident, Katrina Bob, and you have your book in front of you, please. I do. It is Stealing Your Vote. How's it going, by the way? It's doing really well. It was a uh, number one new release for a little while when it first came out at the end of January. And yeah, I'm really uh, excited about it and pleased that I've gotten so many uh, good comments and good feedback. So going well. Let's, let's put a little commercial in. Where can they get it? Uh, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you know, anywhere books are sold, your local bookstore. Uh, you can go to my website, christinabob.com. There's also a link there. And yeah, it's pretty easy to get. Thank you. And I wish you the luck, more luck with it. Um, I want to, I want to talk about not so much the 2024 campaign for a moment. I want to, I want to go back in my history, uh, uh, as, a as an independent, um, conservative. Um, one of the things that I've noticed in the last four or so presidential campaigns, um it's been incredibly difficult to get a chance to talk to any leader of the republican party and i mean on a state level and a federal level they don't return phone calls and i don't understand and i wonder if part of the problem that you're going to have to deal with in 2024 is the relationship between the Republican leadership, in this case, Mr. Trump, hopefully, and the constituency who are turned off by all this, the crap that's on television and all the infighting and everything else, who basically have kind of given up. How do you turn that? Yeah, I do think there's some of that going on, but I think it's getting worked out as more and more people get involved in grassroots efforts it's turning MAGA. You know, the, you've got this old establishment class that believes they're entitled to run the party, that believes they're entitled to tell everybody else what to do. And, you know, all of the frustrations that us conservatives have had with the establishment, uh, even on our own side of the aisle, that's getting worked out as more grassroots get involved because it has to. The more weight we throw into it by adding more people, uh, the more we're seeing grassroots you know, make that effort. And again, going back to the Michigan GOP convention from last weekend, just because it's fresh in my mind, there was a lot of MAGA America first, way more than anything I'd seen at any state party in years prior. Um, and I, I think that's just because there were so many people involved and that the leadership is reflecting the, the people that are making up the party. So I think it takes us all getting involved. And as we all get involved, you know, it will shift. Um. It, it seems to me, at least it, it's a relatively short period of time, a little over a month, um, with the Republicans' control of the House, um, that there, there really is two different parts of the government in the legislative process. The, the Republicans in the House, especially the committee leaderships, seem to really want to get into this mess that was created by the Democrats and election fraud and everything else 
but the Senate doesn't seem to be interested. They don't want to investigate themselves. It's so weird. Yeah, no, they're yeah. not interested. They're they're interested in the status quo. They're interested in keeping their power, the ability to determine who the president is against the will of the American people, sending $100 billion over to Ukraine to help secure Ukraine while leaving America open and vulnerable on our southern border. I mean, they're anti-American. So I, it doesn't come as any surprise to me that they don't want to take a closer look at the federal government. You know, you bring up a very interesting point that that doesn't get talked much about, and, and that is how much money that we have given in 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 cash and in armaments yeah. to to Ukraine. But what most people don't understand is the amount of money that the United States and its allies have given to Ukraine make it the third largest army in the world. In a year, they, yeah. they, went, they went from nothing to the third largest army in the world. Yeah, assuming the money's going to where they say it's going. Right. You know, we're not bothered to check. I mean, who writes a check for $100 billion and doesn't ask for receipts about where the money's going? Right. Uh, the United States right. government. So. And we have we have an infrastructure with with uh, uh, oversight, and yet nobody. We're cares. not using it. Yeah. No. Um, why? Why do you think the oversight? The oversight they don't want good? oversight. I don't think. I mean, the House does. You know, now we we see the House committee actually taking a look at things, but. Up until this MAGA movement, up until this Make America Great Again, America First, you know, this Donald Trump movement, government didn't want accountability. They say they did, but they'd gotten stale. They had gotten uh, comfy and used to, you know, their positions, their roles, their power, and the audacity of the American people to think that they actually have a say in government. You know, that, that kind of was their approach. So thankfully, we're seeing Jim Jordan and others actually take a look at this, but I don't. I don't think they actually wanted any accountability whatsoever. I agree with you. I I, I have never seen the country decline so rapidly. Yeah. In so many ways, as it has in literally the first two years of Joe Biden's term as president, and 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 the the Democrats seem to be attacking everything that was, for lack of a better word, sacred in our country, things that we believed in. And this whole counterculture that they're trying to force an education in the United States um, and, and indicting parents as, as terrorists and, and all these things that they're, they're doing, yep. um, there are not a lot of politicians who are necessarily pushing back against what's going on. They weren't. None were for a long time until we had these few America First candidates that started doing it. Now we have a few more. We'll have a few more. And uh, hopefully we make big headway in 2024 by Donald Trump back in the White House and then, you know, clean out the Mitch McConnell's in 2026. And we should we should be doing OK, but it's going to take a little while to cycle through this. Um, I wrote uh, I write commentary for about 35 different blogs, and I wrote a commentary after the midterm election, mm -hmm. when a lot of people were disappointed that we didn't get control of the Senate and we just marginally got control of the House. Right. And, and they kept talking about the border, inflation, the war in Ukraine, 
all of these things, crime, and yet they didn't appear to have a significant impact on the voter. So as far as changing the way some people were thinking the outcome was going to be a landslide, and it, and it was far from a landslide. In fact, they lost a seat in the, in the Senate and right. just barely got control. But in looking at 2024, what's going to be different about the campaign? What did, we, what did, you, what did you learn in 2020 that you're not going to make the same mistake in 2024? Well, it's all of us. We all have to get involved. The difference has to be the American people actually working to secure the elections. If we want to remain a self-governed nation and not have this political class of people over us telling us who our leaders going to be with these crazy radical ideas that none of us approve of, we have to be involved. I mean, that's the difference. The 2021 election, I think, is the best example. Virginia and New Jersey. Virginia learned from 2020 and New Jersey did not. And it had a, an absolute repeat of what happened in 2020 in New Jersey in 2021. So the lesson is we need to get involved. If we want to remain a self-governed nation, we have to participate. So it doesn't mean you have to run for office. It doesn't mean you have to you know, get another job or anything like that. But you need to get involved as a poll worker, a challenger, a county clerk, you know, election worker, you name it, get involved on the chain of custody. There's a number of different ways and um, options you can do to get involved. You can register people to vote, make phone calls, but do something. We can't just sit there and watch the TV and hope we get a different result. The difference has to be us, the American people. So mom and pop have to get invested in the outcome of the election. 100%. And what about Generation X and Y? Are they, uh, are they going to get energized in the, in the election? Oh, I think so. I think so. I think we've already seen it. I think the longer Joe Biden's in office, it only does more to, to get people involved. I mean, we've got, you know, younger generations. You see it all over social media. I mean, it's cool to be a Republican again, you know, for my go, growing up uh, and when I was in college, being a Republican wasn't cool. A Democrat was cool. That's how Hollywood uh, gained the control that they have because they were the cool ones. But now that has flipped. It's Republicans. Republicans are funny. We've got comedy and Democrats get offended at every little thing. They get offended if you refer to a man as a he. I mean, it's just oppressive. So I think we're seeing a younger generation that uh, gets to feel a little bit rebellious by being conservative, which is kind of fun. Let's go in our last minute or so we have. Let's go to back to the book. Why did you write it? Um, it actually, I, I like to joke that I wrote it on accident. It was, it's really just uh, my notes. I mean, I, I spent months and months on the ground in Arizona, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, all over the place, talking to all these different people. And it, it really is just a compilation of my notes. And I like to joke that I accidentally wrote a book. So uh, in the little bit of time that I had as a reporter, you know, I talked to people for hours and hours, and then I get five minutes on TV to tell the story. And so I just wanted people to have the remainder. So what are you going to do different for 2024? Well, you know? I work for President Trump now, which is fun because I actually am part of the campaign. So I'm, I'm trying to get people motivated, get people to turn out, volunteer at a local grassroots organization, uh, you know, become part of your state or local GOP. However, you can get involved, get involved. Well, thank you so much. A fascinating conversation. 
Let's go back and tell people how they can get your book. And number two, how can they follow you? Yes, thank you. You can get it, uh, Stealing Your Vote, The Inside Story of the 2020 Election and What It Means for 2024. You can get it on Amazon, anywhere books are sold or at christinabob.com. And you can follow me on social media at Christina underscore Bob. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining us today. And we'd like to hear your comments or questions. So go to bwradionetwork.com. That's bwradionetwork.com. And give us your questions or comments. And thanks for joining us today.